Grab your hard seltzer, a glass of wine, or a shot of tequila. It's time for Girl Talk. Let's get real. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 34. It has been a minute. I feel like it's my it's my job to like make a noise after you say what number episode we're on because I always do. <laughs> it's like my job. I don't know. You come in with the formality and I'm like, oh, oh, it's my turn. I get to make a noise. <laughs> well, there you go. That's my noise for number 34. Okay. Well, that's a great start to this episode. <laughs> Thank you. I'll take that. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. <laughs> yes, you're back, back, back again. Back again. <laughs> <laughs> are back. You know, we've we've used that song before. I'm going to have to come up with a, 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 and no disrespect to Marshall. We all know I love him. But uh, I should come up with some other song because I always default to that one. Yes, we have used that song before and we um, appreciate his allowance of us using that song is that we love marshall yeah we do love marshall we've even um had our picture taken in front of the gate of his house yes we did yes we did we 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 just wanted to hang out we just thought maybe he'd want to you know have a beer shoot the Mm. shit talk about being from michigan and all that stuff but he just uh either wasn't home i'm gonna go with the fact that he wasn't home Yeah, but he might have been hiding from us. But why would he do that? I mean, us, we're pretty innocent and we had a bunch of kids with us. So I'm just going to say he wasn't home because I 100% think he just wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. If you have like talking into the security camera and going through your garbage, that's not weird. And we weren't even drunk. Nope. Yep. We don't even need the drinks. The drinks just kind of bring out the natural. Yeah. <laughs> but Marshall, um, if you're randomly listening to this episode, we're sorry that we stalked you and we just really wanted to like say hi. That's all. That's all. That's all. What are you drinking? Drinking? What makes you think I'm drinking? <laughs> Since we're clearly drinking. <laughs> um, even though I am currently in Dallas, Texas, where it is 50 degrees, I am drinking a very cold, very yummy IPA from Phoenix Beer Company that I brought with me when I moved from Phoenix. And it is absolutely delicious. What about you? I am drinking Lone River, you know me and Ranch Water. Me and Ranch mm. Water, we have, we have a thing. We yes, are serious. We're exclusive. Um, I'm drinking Lone River Ranch Water, the Rio Red Grapefruit, and it is so so good. That sounds really good. I definitely know that I love Ranch Water because of the tequila in it. I am a huge fan for that reason, like, you know, me and tequila. Um, But yeah, I'm a huge fan of Ranch Water, especially from Lone River. Um, Okay, so a long time ago. Right, I guess when we were getting started, like it, it's it's definitely in our first few episodes. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It was the the first, yeah, the first holiday season of our podcast. So yeah. twenty twenty, December twenty twenty. Right, we did an episode that was um, co-parenting through the holidays was the name of it, mm-hmm. and it was not. 
the most upbeat episode. Um, I definitely was going through a hard time at that time. And you were kind of going through a, a hard time at that time as well. Not kind of, but were going through a hard oh, time yeah. at that time. And while it is a, an amazing episode, we highly recommend you go back and listen to it. It is one of the things that we always do is we always are going to bear our true experiences with you. We're going to lay it all out there. We're going to tell you what we've experienced and what we're struggling with and all of that. And we're not going to sugarcoat shit. So in that episode, we did not sugarcoat those first few holidays after our divorces and, and the loss of your parents and, you know, me spending the holidays for the first time without my kids, you know, because of Mm co-parenting issues and all that in all the struggles that went with that. But what we're going to do with this episode, since we are going into the holidays again in 2023, um, what we're going to do with this episode is we're going to kind of revisit those struggles a little bit, just a tiny, tiny bit. But in true diva fashion, we're going to keep this upbeat and we're going to help all of you that are in a place where we once were to get through it. We're going to offer some tools. We're going to offer some resources. We're going to offer some discussion that is going to help you maneuver the holiday blues. And so we're calling this surviving the holiday blues. Yeah. And and that's so valid. Like you can't pretend like they're not there. When the holiday blues hit, they're, they're going to hit. And if you try to just push them to the back of your head and pretend like it's not happening and everything's fine and everything's normal and ho, 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 we're all happy. Like it's not going to work. It's still there. It's still on your mind. And you have to deal with that and confront that and walk through that to be able to successfully manage that and figure out what you're going to do with that. You know, absolutely. Uh, In a lot of cases, fake it till you make it works. Um, I don't think that works with blues and depression and, you know, um, sadness and loneliness. I, I, I don't think that is always a healthy thing to, to say or to uh, suggest. So when, in my opinion, there are two types of people for the holidays. There are people that are when the holidays come around, I mean, they're just filled with the holiday spirit. They like the twinkling lights and they love the music. And I mean, they're singing Christmas carols as soon as it's like near, you know, as soon as Halloween's over type of thing. Right. Mm -hmm. There are people that would have their Christmas tree up all year long if it was okay. And you know what? Some people do and that's okay. Um, But then there's those, the people in my, which I have been in the past and, and sometimes still am. I'm not going to say I'm not that anymore. And I'll get to the reason why. But then there are those people that they've experienced divorce. They've experienced the death of family members. Um, they've experienced, you know, co-parenting and the struggles therein. And they've there there's a lot of blues and sadness and mm-hmm. what am I trying to say? Awareness of their reality through the holidays and the holidays just makes it because it's such a family oriented time and, and there's a spirit to the holidays. It, for some reason, I think it makes those blues and sadness and, and awareness of what you're going through that much more stark. Oh, for sure. For sure. I think so many of us have traditions that 
are ingrained. I mean, for me, at least my family's Christmas traditions go back to when I was a child. Mm -hmm. We have done this same sort of celebration with the same foods and the same house and the same people since I can remember since I was a baby. So we're, (laughs) we're talking 40 something years of traditions. And so when that changes, you better believe that there's no way to avoid recognizing that. I mean, it's in your face. It's everywhere that, that for whatever reason, whether it be a divorce or a death or all of the above that it's different. Yeah. You know, and and so it is like a, a you can almost walk that line, but like some days you're on the oh yeah, I want to sing Christmas carols and decorate the tree, and then other days you're on the other side of the line where you're like, damn, I just really can't make it through this month, and I'm gonna cry myself to sleep tonight. And yeah, it's it's definitely just something that you can't escape from because family is at the center of so much of the holiday. That's very well said. Um, and I think you, you kind of nailed it. And so one of the things that in that very first episode I had, I was experiencing a holiday, you know, the holidays for the first time without my kids, because mm-hmm. like I said, my, my ex was we were still kind of in the the throes of being angry with the divorce and everything. And so that particular holiday season, he was not willing to negotiate. And I was not in a good, like I was not in a place where I could negotiate with him. Like I was the one basically who didn't want the kids to have to be in the middle of it. So I was the one that gave up my time with the kids during that time and, and arranged a different day. Because mm-hmm. I knew that if I had stood my ground, which I had every right to, I knew that if I had stood my ground, he would have just pushed it and the kids are just going to be pulled back and forth. Oh, for sure. And I didn't want that. And so it was a very hard thing for me to just, you know, say, fine, I'll pick a different day. And you know what? It shouldn't matter. And and I'll, that's kind of one of my my tools or something to bring up later on when we get into the, how to fix all of this or how, how to navigate all this, but it shouldn't have mattered that it was on a different day than Christmas morning. But when I've spent, you know, 20 something years or, you know, 18, well, I guess by the time my last one left, when I'd spent 24 years with my kids at home and Christmas morning was a thing, it is hard to change to, okay, I'll do Christmas with them on the 26th or, you know, something like that. Like it, it was hard for me and fast forward to this holiday. I'm living in a different state than my children. And for one child, I'm living in a different country and they're all adults and they all have, you know, are starting their families and things like that. So now it's not co-parenting. I, because of where they are in life and where I am in life, we're not near each other to have Christmas morning and mm-hmm. it doesn't hurt as much because we're making the effort to see each other. You know, we're already making plans like my youngest is coming soon and my oldest will come after the first of the year and we'll celebrate, you know, her birthday and Christmas at that time. And it, it, it feels different because I've had more time to reconcile 
the fact that my life has changed and Mm -hmm. my littles aren't littles anymore. Right. Right. Well, yeah, you throw in divorce and in my case, death and then empty nest all at the same time. Mm -hmm. Of course, that's, you know, that's so much change at once. So just not having your kids after so many years because of divorce is difficult, but then you add into it that yours are also adults. And so they're off doing their own thing. And it's like, I don't know. I'm not saying one's better or worse, or I'm not ranking them, but I'm just saying that like, it's just an added level to know that. Okay. So if your kids are young and you get them every other Christmas, then that's an adjustment. Mm -hmm. If you're entering empty nest time, then you don't know when and if Christmas will ever be the same again, you know? Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, yeah. So that's like a whole nother thing you have to rectify in your head. Like, like those days of them being little and in the house are done. And so as adults, will it ever be the same again? You know, we don't know. Honestly, truthfully, it won't. Right. That's that it, it won't be the same again. And that's why you, you do have to be, you know, creative and you have to be willing to, like you said, process those feelings because they're very real, very real and, and they're valid, like they're valid feelings. Mm-hmm. So don't, don't think that we're telling you, you know, not to feel because we're not, we're saying, yes, actually feel it and process it because ignoring it and pretending it's not there is, it is not going to help at all. All it's going to right. do for a lot of us is fester and right. it's always going to be underlying, but processing those feelings and then accepting that it's going to be different, but turning that different into something wonderful, into something yeah. new. Like, yes. I think that's the, the, the big thing that I had to learn is, okay, everything's different, but I can do something with that. Yes. Like, Christmas doesn't have to be one day. Like Christmas can be whatever day I choose. Thanksgiving can be whatever day I choose. Like whatever holiday, you know, we are Christians, so we, you know, celebrate Christmas. But whatever holiday it is that's family oriented, like there, you can choose a different day. And and you can like maybe, you know, if you're you're ex or your co-parent is willing to work with you, maybe every other year, the other person chooses a different day. You know, there mm-hmm. are, there are workarounds. And if you're dealing with someone that just absolutely won't fucking budge and is just going to forever be the asshole, which we know there are people out there like that. Oh, for sure. Then for your kid's sake and for your own sanity, I think it's a hundred percent okay for you to say, you know what? It's fun. And you just, you know what? Now the kids get two magical Christmas uh, mornings. Mm -hmm. Like how awesome is that? If, if we truly think about the, where the kid's perspective is, because that's kind of what all this is about anyway, then we're giving our kids two magical Christmas mornings, one with, you know, the co-parent and one with us. Right. Right. 
Absolutely. And it's really easy to get caught up in the sadness of things being different, especially the first couple of years, because, you know, if you're a stickler for tradition and you've done things the same way for, like I said earlier, for some of us decades and all of a sudden things are different, it's really, really easy to look at that as different being bad. But, and again, not saying that you ignore those feelings because you have to work through them. You have to process them. But also once you get to the other side, you can kind of look at it and see that it's not bad. It's, it's new. It's different. It's about accepting that, dealing with that, and then moving forward and figuring out what you can do with it to make it meaningful, even though it's not the same as before, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So we know if you're listening to this and you're going through the holiday blues for whatever reason, maybe it has nothing to do with divorce and children. Maybe you happen to stumble upon this and you're like, you know what? The, the holidays are, they just absolutely get me depressed for whatever reason. Then we are going to do what we've, you know, we've mentioned this before, but we're going to do what we've promised that we're going to do more often and not just talk about the shit that all of us are going through so that we anchor you to that shit. And we, we give you a a way to just stay in that victim mentality, you know, where, oh, woe is me. We're going to actually talk about the things that we did to overcome it. The things that, um, we would like to do or that we've heard or that we've talked to our therapist about or our therapist has said, you know, we're going to give you some, some tools and resources and suggestions to get you out of this funk and kind of help you through it. Now, at the end of the day, you and I know, and all of you listening know, hopefully depression is real. Oh, definitely. And so we are not therapists and we cannot stress enough that if you, and only you know, if you are in a place where you truly are, you know, teetering on that that deep, dark side, please go see a therapist. Please go see a therapist and know that you matter and you we love you and you have people in your life who love you and we need you to get better because I swear on everything I believe in. And everything that I have, that brighter days are to be had and brighter days will eventually come. Yeah, definitely. And sometimes that's really hard to envision, especially if it's your first couple of holidays where things are different for whatever reason. It's hard to wrap your head around the fact that, that, like you said, brighter days are ahead of you. But nothing is permanent. Not happiness, not sadness, not depression, not ecstasy, like nothing, nothing. Mm -hmm. So whatever it is, you can get through it and you can get to the other side. And we say that because we've both been there. We've both been at some pretty low ass points, um, clinically depressed on my end. And I believe on your end, I don't want to speak for you, but, uh, no, yeah, I've, I've shared in a, previous episode that I, you know, from a, from a teenager 
all the way up to the last time was 2017 that I have been, I have hit some, some dark places where I have considered the fact that there was no way to be better than to remove myself from, you know, everyone's lives. And so that has been a continuous struggle for me, I think since I was 13, but um, I also recognize that and, you know, got the help for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and that's a very important thing to be able to recognize is that you do need that outside help because I know when you're drowning in sadness and, and those feelings, especially at the holidays, you know, it's hard to, to sometimes admit that you just can't help yourself. Right. But sometimes you can't, and sometimes you need someone else to help you through it. And that is okay. Yeah. Oh yes. It is a hundred percent. Okay. Even if you don't feel like it is, even if you, you know, we, we, we want to get through the, the shame and the guilt of, you know, feeling like that, the embarrassment, all of that, and, and just get to the point where we fix it and we put the effort in because you matter. And I have said this ever since I have left my religion. And that is the, the stress. I cannot stress enough the worth of the soul. So you absolutely 100% have worth, even if you don't see it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that especially during the holidays, it's, difficult for people because at least for me speaking from my perspective you know you're surrounded by all of these people who are so happy uh-huh. at the holidays and so excited for for all of the traditions and everything that the holidays bring but then when you're going through your first couple of holidays like that like all all you know is that things are different and it fucking sucks and it can really feel like it's never, ever going to change. But I, I think that that pressure to be festive and be happy and enjoy the holidays, some people, you know, will fall into that fake it till you make it kind of thing. But, but holiday blues and seasonal depression and, and that sort of thing are not something that you need to fake it till you make it with. You need to recognize when you need to reach out and, and talk to someone because you don't have to pretend like everything's fine. You don't have to pretend like you're having a jolly good old time and December's the best month ever. If you've just gone through some significant life changes, whatever they are, it's okay for your next couple of holidays to be shitty. Yeah. But you can't live there. You know, you just recognize it, accept it, make it through and then try to make it a little bit better next holiday season. And yeah, I I just feel like I know I did this and I know a couple of, you know, my friends that I've talked to who, who did this too. You just see everybody else being happy and having fun and you're like, okay, yeah, me too. Huh? Yeah, this is great. But you're dying on the inside, you know, because your whole world just got turned upside down. And I, I think, now that I'm a few years removed from my first couple of holidays where, where things were different, I have a group of friends who, uh, 
who have also lost their parents. And we, we talk about like how hard it is, you know, to, to continue on with the traditions, to keep smiling, to keep going. But at the same time, we also find that balance in our new traditions and find happiness in doing things that are different, but bring us joy still. So yeah, it's like, it's, it's a fine line, but I think you have to claim it and accept it and live in that to be able to deal with it. Because if you just pretend like it's not there, then that just doesn't work. Right. No. Okay. So, so far we've talked about being willing to choose another day. You just talked about, you know, try and create a new tradition, um, Mm -hmm. and embrace new traditions. Um, speaking on that ways to, you know, overcome and, and tools to get through these new changes within your holidays season. Um, I will also add to that, accept the damn invite. Like I know, I know it's hard and I know all you want to do is stay in. And I know all you want to do is, you know, be there in your sadness and your loneliness and things like that. But I cannot stress enough, accept the damn invite. Like it's going to be hard to get out that door and it's going to be hard to go. But once you're there, then for, you know, in that moment, you are going to feel better in that moment. You are going to surround yourself with, you know, people who are, you know, happy and, and, and mm-hmm. embracing the moment and making you laugh. And there's going to be moments that, you know, kind of where you forget what you're going through Yeah, and you need moments like that. It, it's yes, you're going to go back and you're going to, it's going to be quiet and, you know, you're going to go back into all of that. But for a, for a moment in time, you lived outside of that loneliness, outside of that sadness, outside of those blues. For a moment in time, you put yourself out there. And it's like it's like whenever they say um, every day, wake up and take a breath and remind yourself to take a breath. And then the next day you wake up and you remind yourself to take a breath. And the next day you wake up and you remind, and by the 10th day, you you realize that you woke up and you took a breath without even having to remind yourself to take the deep breath. And so that's kind of what it is. When you accept the invite and you go, over time, you're going to stop having to remind yourself to accept the invite, to get out there, mm-hmm. to go and, and, you know, it's okay to be happy for a moment. Like yeah. over time, you're going to stop having to remind yourself to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I I think getting yourself out of your comfort zone or your, um, solitude, depending on, you know, which it is, or maybe it's both just is a good reminder that life does go on. And sometimes that's really shitty to have to deal with. You're like, but, but my life didn't, you know, my life is at a standstill right now and it sucks. And how come everybody else's life is going on? But it does. And it has to, and you either go on with it or you get stuck in a really bad place. And so you do have to take those invites and 
understand that other people in that room or at that event or, you know, wherever you are, other people have gone through shit too. And they are finding ways to move forward and you can do so too. It even doesn't feel like it. Exactly. You know what? You you may be saying to yourself right now, it's easier said than done, but it still has to be done. Like, I hate the easier said than done. I always follow up as soon as someone says, and I was one that said easier said to be done to any, you know, as a response to anyone trying to help me. Every time you say it's easier said than done, I always say, yet it has to be done. Yeah. Yeah. Like like what's your alternative? Yeah. You stay in bed and make yourself miserable. Exactly. And think about your loss for the entire season. Yeah. Because I know people do that. People do do that, but that is not going to help you get past it. And ultimately it's, it's really hard because I, I've been there and I understand that. And you've been there too. Like Mm -hmm. when, when you're dealing with it, first, it really feels like nobody in the entire world fucking understands how miserable you are because this is your first holiday without whatever, you know, and, and everybody else is just carrying on. And, and it's like, well, well, damn, y'all are just, you know, acting like my life didn't just fall apart. But like, what are your choices? Your choices are to figure it out and figure out a way to move through it or to get lost in it. And if you get lost in it, then what? Like it, you just, you, you can't move forward. Yeah. It, at the end of the day, you staying home and, and wallowing in your sadness and, you know, refusing to put yourself out there and to change it for the better. Guess what? Tomorrow's still going to come. Mm-hmm. And tomorrow night is still going to come and the next day is still going to come. So as you said, life is still going to go on. Yep. So the best thing to do and the hardest thing to do, but still the best thing to do, because again, easier said than done, yet it has to be done. Put yourself out there. Go, go be with family, go be with friends, you know, whatever invite comes your way that is going to get you out of the house or put you around people or maybe maybe it's not even like a physical thing maybe it's hey you know let's let's facetime or you know something like that like i I know friends i know friends who are in different states and they have a group facetime where they have a glass of wine and you know they they all jump on the computer and they do a group zoom or whatever the just accept the damn invite. Like you have to go on with life and taking the time to process is one thing, but life goes on while you're processing. So still embrace life, embrace new traditions. Yeah. Be willing to be willing to accept that it's not, it's, it's going to be different, you know? Processing and accepting that it's going to be different takes that burden and stress off of you and moves you into acceptance. And that's, as we know, that 
acceptance is one of the steps. Like you've, you've got to get there so that you can go, okay, okay, this is the way it's going to be from now on. Mm -hmm. So let me, let me create within what I've been given. Yeah. Yeah. And like they say, the only thing that's constant is change, right? Like no matter how long a tradition has been going on or how many years or decades something has been the same at some point for some reason it's gonna change yeah and i i remember so clearly i know i've mentioned this in previous episodes but i remember so clearly one christmas that we were in my mom and dad's living room and we were all opening presents and the girls were um like tweens or teenagers and everybody was having a great time and all the, you know, foods that we typically make were there and the music was playing and the tree was lit up and all the presents, like everything that we did for so many years. And I have such a clear recollection of just taking in that moment and thinking, man, this is like perfection. Mm-hmm. And, and at some point this is going to change. Yeah. And and it does like eventually it does and you have to be prepared for that you know you have to you have to accept that it's going to change and it's going to suck but we can't stop that we can't help that and so you have to roll with that and you have to change with that and i know it's different for everybody but like but I know, at least for me, like one of my most pivotal moments, and I know it's different for everybody. Somebody, some people have realized this already. But for me, at in my mid forties, <laughs> one of my biggest pivotal moments was, I, I I clearly remember I was mourning, you know, life as I knew it, Christmas as I knew it, the celebrations, the traditions, and everything. And then it just dawned on me that like. I have all the power within me to make the new traditions, Mm -hmm. like to come up with those things. Yes. My parents and my grandparents are the ones who set the traditions, but now it's my turn. Yeah. Now I'm the elder and now I can make the traditions and it did not occur (laughs) to me until I lost my parents that, you know, that, that that's something that I could do. But now my girls and I have new traditions that are refreshing and beautiful and just, you know, way different than anything we did in the past, but, uh, but it's ours and it brings joy to us during the holiday season. And, uh, you know, that's what you have to do. You just have to roll with the punches and decide that you're going to look forward and not backward. Not that you can't, reminisce about the past, but you can't live there, you know? Right. Yeah. I, I think one of the, one of the pivotal moments for me was like you said, the, the moment that I realized, I I think for me, I actually got kind of pissed. Like I was like, when I get pissed, that's when I'm ready for change. Like I'm I'm done wallowing in sadness. I'm done feeling sorry for myself. I'm I'm done with the depths. And then when I get pissed, then I'm like, oh, let's fucking change. Like, let's let's do this. Mm-hmm. And 
that was pivotal to me because I got with my kids and I was like, okay, give me some ideas. And I actually sat down with them and let them help me come up with the, you know, the new traditions and the, the ideas and stuff. And I let them be a part of that process that their kids, uh, you know, and, and potentially their kids, kids are going to, to understand and know and love and, you know, be a part of. And so that was, that was huge for me was that, that recognition, like you said, that I had the power to say, okay, fine. I'm coming up with brand new traditions that, you know, it's sad when you put old traditions to, to rest, but they're still wonderful memories. You know, they're not gone forever there that you can look back on them and you can cherish them and you can talk about them, but you can also move forward and you you can create new traditions and new memories and they can be just as beautiful. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, yeah, I you you not only can you, but I feel like you, you have to, mm-hmm. it's, it's an obligation is kind of a strong word, but it's the word that's coming to mind right now. So it, it's an obligation. Okay. So, a lady that I used to work with said this quote to me once and it stuck in my head and it runs through my head so many times. And I don't even know if someone famous said it, but, but this one goes out to Jackie that I used to work with. (laughs) And she said, you are the person that you've been waiting for. And that stuck with me so Mm. much because like the, the traditions, the, whether you get stuck in the sadness of thinking about how things were or whether you move forward, like nobody's going to decide that, but you, and you are that person. Yeah. Nobody's coming in to save you. Nobody's coming in to set these new traditions for you. I mean, for the most part, maybe somebody new enters your life and you like come up with traditions together, but for the most part, you are that person. So honor your sadness, honor your feelings, talk about them. Like I have a Facebook, uh, group, not a, not a group, a messenger group of just my friends that have lost their parents. And at the holidays, we talk about how fucking hard it is and how shitty it is. And, and we, we talk through our emotions and we don't, it. we don't sugarcoat anything. We're like, this sucks. I really wish I had my parents. But at the same time, we keep moving forward because you are obligated to do so, to make your life happy. You can't stay stuck in the past. Right. Absolutely. I I think that was very well said, actually. And it, it does help. It does help that you shared with a bunch of us that, you know, needed to hear it, that you have a group and every holiday you might revisit those emotions and you process them again. And I'm sure, you know, each time it it may get a little bit easier, but there, there might be a Christmas where it just hits you rather hard that Christmas, you know? And, and, but the point is, is that it's not that you're wallowing in it. It's that 
you allow yourself to revisit it. You allow yourself to feel those feelings because sometimes when we stifle them, they're still there. Like exactly. They're they're still there and they're still brewing underneath the surface. So allow yourself to process them in a healthy way with people that you love and people that you trust. And you know, maybe it's one person, maybe it's you know, six or seven or more people, maybe it's a stranger on the internet within, you know, a Facebook page. Maybe it's you just writing in your journal. Maybe it's talking to your kids. No matter what, like you can find a way to process those feelings and those blues Mm -hmm. and that sadness in a healthy way so that you get it out, you, you purge it. And then you move on. Yeah. And then next year when they start building up again, you purge them again. And that's okay. Like, I don't believe that you just go the rest of your life going, okay, I I handled it for a couple of seasons and now I'm over it. No, you will always process loss and change, you know, change that's deep, like within the family, like divorce and traditions and things like that. Yeah. You always process need to process things like that. And Absolutely. that's okay. I think I think a lot of I won't say a lot, some, I think some of the holiday blues that comes along because changes have occurred within your family or within your life, I think a lot of those blues are brought on by the fact that you feel like you're not allowed to process it after a certain time mm-hmm. and you are just make sure that's what you're actually doing. Like you're not wallowing in it. You're just stepping into it for a moment and you're saying this fucking sucks. Yeah. It's sad. God damn it. But you're, yeah, you have to. yeah, you absolutely have to allow yourself to feel that. And to pretend like it doesn't exist is just going to drive you crazy. Exactly. This Christmas will be my fifth Christmas divorced. And I still miss going to Mexico to celebrate Christmas with that side of the family. Yeah. I always will. I did it for 22 years. I will always miss it. I don't miss being married. I don't miss so many things about that part of my life, but I have to accept the fact that, you know, those family functions were fun. We partied all night long. We had great food. I I miss that. Yeah. I miss Christmas with my parents. I miss so many things, but I have learned to accept when those moments come to just say, okay, yeah, I'm feeling this. This is how I feel, but I don't let it impede on other things that are happening in my current life, I am equally able to exist in the present and understand that, hey, this is a really cool thing that's happening this Christmas. Right. But it took time for you to get there. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I mean, yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. But the healing journey is not something that happens overnight. And my first couple of Christmases were miserable. I, I, Despite the fact that I asked for the divorce, I do not want to be married to this person anymore, right? But but I it, I still had the same traditions for 22 years and to know that my my kids and I were living a different experience 
it's hard. Whether whether you chose that experience or not, it's still hard. It's still change and change is difficult. And I think it's so important to honor that and to be okay with that. And to, you know, like I said, with my, my Facebook messenger group, we just pop in and we're like, yeah, saw this at the store today, made me cry in the middle of Target. It sucked. And then we're all like, yep, yep, yep. We understand. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, but we honor that while simultaneously moving forward with the fact that this year, great things are happening and we have wonderful Christmas is planned or, you know, whatever holiday you celebrate for us, it's Christmas. And it, you can exist in both of those worlds without getting sucked into your past and living there. Exactly. Yep. I, I think that a lot of people just, it's so ingrained in them to, you know, okay, get over it. Like yeah. grieving, mm. grieving and processing doesn't have a set time. No, it, it doesn't have a set time at, but at the same time, it it's a delicate balance because you also don't want to permanently exist there. Right. And, and that's the most important thing is just not getting stuck there because it's yeah. so easy, especially at this time of year when so many accounts online are feeding into that and posting memes that will make you sad or make you reminiscent of things in the past without giving you any tools to be okay existing in the present. And you're not yeah. disrespecting your past by enjoying the present. Right. You're just not. And so it's okay to, to have one foot in both of those worlds. I can be super excited for what this holiday season is going to bring while also feeling that pain of the losses that I've endured, you know, like yeah. they, they can coexist and I can be, <laughs> and, and anyone who knows me personally knows this is true. I can be fine at five o'clock and by six o'clock I'm in tears because yeah. I heard some song on the radio that reminds me of my parents. And like, it's, it's okay. It's okay to accept that and, you know, find your people that understand that so that you can talk through those emotions and honor that, but don't get stuck there. Yes. I think that's the, that is the, the takeaway on this step into your, you know, your blues and your sadness and process it, but then step back out and don't get stuck there. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. The biggest takeaway, however you choose to do that. You want to come on yeah. our Facebook page. We have Plenty of people who understand and Such a who good will, yeah. Oh my gosh. So, so many people who are so vulnerable and open with their emotions. And I'm so thankful for that. And, you know, we have so many people that understand and we talk about this kind of stuff, but it can't be your whole existence. It right. just can't. Right. Because that's how you get stuck. And that's how you stunt your own healing mm -hmm. by getting stuck, you know? Holiday blues are a real thing, but mm -hmm. they don't have to be our identity forever. Like we, we need to definitely own them, process them, and then move forward. And, Absolutely. and, and I want to stress that whatever that looks like for you, yeah. but you have to figure that out 
for yourself and your own healing journey. And our, our page is there. There's lots of resources. There's a whole community of people that have, have gone through healing journeys in not only different ways, because it's a healing journey is very personalized to the individual, but Mm -hmm. they also are in different stages of their healing journey. So there's always going to be someone to identify with and, and relate to within the comments. So we highly encourage you to join our community and, you know, you can, you can be anonymous if you want to, or you can send us a message. We've had people that have sent us a message and just said, Hey, I'm struggling and this sucks. And what are your thoughts? And we've, we've talked to them, you know, and we talk to them as a friend because Mm -hmm. you might be a stranger, but we're all connected in, in this journey that we're going through. And so you don't, don't hesitate to message us and say, Hey, what are your thoughts? And I just need to, I just need to get this out because we're here to, we're, we'll listen and we'll help you in any way we can that, you know, is, is within our means, but we'll definitely be an ear. That's for sure. Oh, absolutely. Every day we get messages from people that are precisely that, you know, that, this is what I'm going through and it sucks and I don't know what to do. And I mean, that's what we started this whole thing for. So find us on our Facebook is the most active drunk divorce divas. And, um, we do have, you know, all the social media, but Facebook is definitely where most of the conversations happen. And we are openly discussing this stuff because again, if you haven't heard our origination story. This is why we started this podcast because we felt like so many people needed a place to be able to talk about this kind of stuff. And so, you know, if you feel like you don't have anyone in your life that you can just be open and vulnerable with, then choose us. You might not know us, but trust me, we understand. We've been there. We've done that. We've got a few years under our belt, which is really the only thing that separates us from anyone else who's going through it for the first time. And we will be there for you. Yes. So yes, it is. We definitely love to hear from people. We sure do. And we wish, honestly, we wish all of you a wonderful and happy and blessed and full and more than anything. Any, I would say, wait, hang on. And actually more than anything, I would say a peaceful holiday. Absolutely. Yeah. The um, I know Hanukkah is this week, so the holiday season officially has begun. And we just want everyone to to find as much peace and as much happiness as you can. That doesn't mean that it has to be your best holiday ever, 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 but to at least find the most centered place that you can to make it through this season. Yes, absolutely. All right. Have a wonderful holiday season, everyone. Absolutely. Have a great holiday season, whatever it is that you celebrate. And we will see you in January of 2024. This is our last episode of this year, right? Yes. Yes, it is. And we have big, we have big things coming your way. Yeah, we do. 2024 is going to be an amazing year. I am already so excited for it. And uh, 
Can't wait to kick off season two. Yes. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.